The Hornets lose a heartbreaker on a career night for LaMelo Ball, but can we take away a moral victory? Let's get into it right now on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them. Also, check us out on YouTube. We're there right now. Check us out. Locked On Hornets. Very simple seeing a big-time increase in our subscribers and our views, and we very much appreciate that. So get in on the action and go check us out on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug's on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. The show handles on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. Also, this episode is brought to you by Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. So start now at shopify.com slash Lockdown uh, NBA. By the way, that's all lowercase. Right now, I'm in an environment where there's a possibility there are going to be some dogs barking, and I just got a new puppy, and I got him a collar where it's a little bit jangly, and I've been hearing jangling, jangling all over the house. I don't know what he's getting into. He's probably getting into something, peeing on the carpet, probably chewing something he's not supposed to be. So that is going to be something that is a distraction for me. I'm going to try to focus as much as I can, though, to give you a little walkie-talk. Oh, a little, oh, a little walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like. It. Let's do some walkie-talkie because that was a uh, a pretty crazy game. Can't wait to get into it. Just want to mention, by the way, thanks to uh, uh, Isaac on Twitter who tweeted out his uh, Spotify Wrapped has listened to 169 episodes and he's only nice. been listening since March. That's crazy. Thanks, Isaac. Appreciate it. I haven't even listened to 169 episodes, <laughs> and I do you the show. <laughs> you haven't. I mean, have, have I'm I not even listening done? right now? Have I even done 169 episodes? I'm not even <laughs> sure if I've been participating in that many. We Look, real quickly, we do appreciate that. Seeing multiple features from us on your Spotify wrapped. I mean, we saw, I don't know, a handful of something like that. As, shout out to mm-hmm. Amanda. Shout out to Michael Gallucci. You guys are the yep. best. We really do very much appreciate being a part of your listen borderline every day actually daily if you want to listen to us as much as Isaac and find the time to do that but we really do appreciate you listening to us as frequently as everyone did and boy do we got a good one to talk about last night that game was so much fun and it always hurts a little when you lose a fun game because that mem- that that's a memory that sticks with you you know we're going to remember this game at the end of the season in part because it was your superstar's career night you could argue Maybe that it was the best game ever we've seen from LaMelo. He certainly required, he certainly got a couple of career highs for you, right? I mean, if you're just talking about the counting stats, career high in points, scoring 36 against Milwaukee, scored eight three-pointers. That's also a career high from beyond the arc. Gave you nine assists, too. Seven turnovers, so maybe that would be something you hold against him in the best game he's ever played category. But LaMelo also clutch time three-pointer made, and that's where we'll start today. Five seconds left. LaMelo gets the inbounds pass. Rolling to his left. Pat mm-hmm. Connaughton draped all over him. Mm-hmm. 125, 122. So you need a three. 
drains it. Lamelo gets the fist pump, the chest bump going in there, and uh, only to be spoiled by a Giannis freight train down the lane type of layup where P.J. Washington just can't do anything with it. Who can? But at least LaMelo gave you that clutch three-point shot. Doug, I know you and David talked about that in the episode I was out, trying to get some clutch stats on LaMelo Ball. He gave you a, a pretty nice shot last night. Ah, well, listen, I did. I wasn't doubting LaMelo when I was talking mm. about it. I was just sharing the stats and saying, yep. I'm, I'm waiting for this is what I was waiting for. I was amazed. I was astounded. I, I, knew, I know he has the clutch gene. I know he has it in him. He just hasn't unleashed it quite yet this season and and I I really didn't understand why to this point that hadn't happened and now it finally did happen LaMelo Ball this way it wasn't just about the three-point shot I mean he really took over that second half I believe 24 points in the second half 16 of those in the fourth quarter he was four of five from three in that in that fourth quarter I think you did mention eight uh, three-pointers made that's a that was a career high so I mean, just so much to be happy about with LaMelo Ball in this game. I don't really care about the turnovers in this one because yeah. he was just making plays all over the floor. And if he's going to go into, like, takeover offensive mode, that that's going to eclipse whatever damage he was doing turnover-wise. Uh, I just... I really want to start making a running list of what makes LaMelo Ball special so that we don't get into year seven of his career and just like take it all for granted because we've just seen so much already in one and uh, what a quarter, maybe one and a half seasons. Um, it's just, I'm just, I'm floored by what I saw last night. And so, I mean, he's such a fun basketball player. And the turnovers, I'm with you. I mean, he had the bad one where he tries to kick it out, and then I believe it leads to a Grace, uh, Grace and Allen transition bucket. But when you hit eight three-pointers, when you score 36, when you're still dishing nine assists and you're taking chances, yeah, I mean, it's just something if you really wanted to say this is why it's not his best game, maybe a couple of other things, that's fine. But LaMelo gave us something really special last night, and it's unfortunate that it was spoiled um, by that Giannis layup, but this is the NBA champion from last year that we're talking about this is the finals MVP this is somebody that I think took a step up in the pantheon of basketball lore with right. his finals performance last year and really entered all-time great type discussion I was listening to I, I can't remember if it was Bill Simmons or Zach Lowe whoever it was um in, in one of their podcasts but they were just flat out talking about Giannis is he just the best big guy in the NBA you know is, mm. is Giannis just even when we don't think about him as a typical five because he is handling the basketball so much. I mean, Mike Boonholzer runs him at point. That's how he got nine assists last night. Like, is he still just the best big guy? Because P.J. can't do anything with him. Like, there's just nothing. I felt so bad because P.J. got cooked. But it's also like, what do you do with Giannis down low, especially as a small ball five? I What, what a fun superstar battle. You talked about how, like, it's kind of been – that narrative coming into some of these games it's been more so like point guard against point guard Trey Young versus LaMelo and things like that maybe even a, a, like a Kemba against LaMelo in, in some aspects even though Kemba's not there anymore we we get that aspect but we got a good star versus star battle last night between Giannis and LaMelo Ball it was and uh, it ended with a jersey swap. Yeah, you know, so awesome. there's respect. I don't know. I don't know how people feel about the jersey swap these days. Is it corny? Is it cool? Uh, I, I think though. I think Lamelo and uh, Giannis. They didn't do like a photo op. They just took the jerseys and walked. They swapped the jerseys and walked away. So I didn't think it was too corny. I didn't think it was too staged. Those two dudes feel genuine. It was just like game recognizing game. There was a respect level there. So look, if you're gonna lose a game. 
Uh, best to lose it to one of the best players in the league and have that best player go to your best player and say, hey, dude, what you did tonight, even in a loss, was amazing. Let's swap jerseys. I think that's pretty special. On the Giannis point, no. The Hornets could not stop him down low. I thought they did an okay job trying to limit his transition points. Look, he put up a 40-piece. Um, that's, you know, but but at the same time, he turned the ball over six times. So I want to credit the defense in this game for at least – turning him over and making, you know, turn, you know, keeping it from being a 50 burger. It was just a 40 piece and not a 50 burger. So I thought the defense stepped up. I thought there was some physicality that they haven't shown in a couple of games, but love the LaMelo Jersey swap. I thought it was cool. I didn't think it was corny. No, I I don't think so at all either. I I think the Jersey swaps are cool. It is game recognizing game. And if I looked at that appropriately, so like it seemed like Giannis went to LaMelo to give him some props and then maybe Lamelo instigated the jersey swap like ask him it seemed like Giannis was giving approval yeah know. no that's fine we can swap the jerseys I think that's awesome you know and especially I kind of like I'm known as a little bit of a hoarder I don't like getting rid of all that cool stuff even if it just sits on the shelf forever I like having those types of things and so I feel like if I was talented enough to be in the NBA where anybody wanted to swap jerseys with me um very far-fetched dream but if that was the case i'd be a jersey swapper i think that's what i would be you'd be a swapper i like it um yeah i think sometimes it can be corny but i thought in this instance uh, because of what happened Lamelo hitting the three to tie the game Giannis, uh you know knocking down the two-pointer the, the and and by the way we haven't even mentioned miles you know heaved it up almost went in could have been a completely different narrative could have been a completely different story oh, that's man. That's how the NBA goes. Uh, but I thought it was cool. And, you know, we've heard a lot of NBA players, big-time NBA players, comment on LaMelo's confidence, comment on his uh, abilities out on the floor to impact games. And so this is just another example of a huge superstar recognizing, hey, this kid's got it. I, I don't think there's any question at this point. No, I, I think it, he's got a lot to do to get to, like, superstar legendary status. You actually have to do things. But I think there's no question he's a star right now. No, no there, there's zero question. If we if we want to talk about just basketball stuff to get him to that next level, got to finish better at the rim. I mean, once yeah. once you do that, I don't know what else is a huge weakness besides just kind of tuning things up on defense, you know, as as he will get better at that as the years go on maybe limiting more turnovers, but he's always going to be a risky passer, and that's what makes him so fun. Yeah, I mean, it's all about finishing inside the perimeter at a better rate. Um, all right, let's. And I want to talk about that Miles Bridges heave, too. Let's do that in the next segment in cool. just a moment. Do want to discuss Shopify with you, though, first. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point of sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. I love Shopify. It's got all the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase, for a free 
14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash NBA. Also want to discuss Truebill before we go to the next segment. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill instead to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions you don't need, want, or just simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And your Truebill concierge is always there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users, and they've helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. Let's take... Another look at the Milwaukee Bucks game last night. Some of the other things that we noticed. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. We've been trying to decipher what the Thanksgiving sixth dish of the year is. Like, is there a dish at Thanksgiving that you think is the sixth dish of the year coming off of the bench and giving you big time minutes helping you win games? Wow. Well, I've been kind of screwed um, by my selection of a wife. Um, I always love sweet Elaborate, Eric. Sweet hurry, elaborate. <laughs> yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Perhaps the best call of Eric Collins' life is elaborating <laughs> on what he meant by that initial comment to that answer. It's an, it's an important one, for mm-hmm. sure. It's an extremely important one. I wanted to address the Miles Bridges heave real quickly. Doug, I don't know if you saw this, too, if you paid attention to anything else happening around the sports world tons of last second heaves almost went in and none of them did there were so many if you go to uh, the college basketball ranks where nc state nebraska they go to four overtimes there was a heave at one of the overtimes maybe regulation bounces right in and out and then you have miles bridges contributing to that i think there was an nba game too maybe it was the pacers if i'm not mistaken i think that went down to the wire with the hawks malcolm brogdon i think had a shot to where it almost tied it up there were so many almost heaves that went in and miles bridges contributed unfortunately though we don't have any of them going in from last night but pretty crazy never seen anything like it rim gremlins it's mm. those damn rim gremlins the rimlins yeah. <laughs> uh i'm you know I, I wonder if there's like a small part of you there might be a small part of me that's mm-hmm. that's wondering like if the miles bridges heave does go in are we talking as much about Lamelo ball today <laughs> like we're talking a little bit more about the heave and about the win i don't know yeah i i think I think we are. I still think like LaMelo carries that much weight to where we're still. I mean, is it the lead though? You know, we probably are talking about Miles as the lead more so than LaMelo, but we're still giving LaMelo his due. Man, Walker, honestly, I thought the story of this game, you know, by the the end of the first half, I thought the story of this game, if they were going to win, it was going to be Miles getting his groove Mm -hmm. back from three. I mean, he, he was two of three to start the game. Knocked down at the first one, looked confident. He finished, it's, it's so strange. He finished the game 9 of 18 from the field, but only 3 of 11 from 3. 22 points, 9 rebounds, 2 blocks. I mean, a great game by all accounts, but that 3-point shot is, is still nowhere near where it was uh, late in the season last year or early this season. 
Yeah, it's not. And remember, we were kind of discussing how the step back three for Miles was a real thing. And it's not completely out of his arsenal. It's just not going in at the rate we used to see it. So now we want him to continue to shoot better, find a way to get back to what he was doing at the beginning. But also, you kind of want to pair that with the aggressiveness that he's shown. Nine of 18 from the field. And so you're talking a lot of those shots coming from inside and finishing at a way better clip. Got a couple of Giannis yams, by the way. How about the alley-oop on Giannis? Excellent. Just fit. It didn't even seem like he rose that much. We've seen him jump way higher. It was just one of the more thunderous slams that we've seen from him. And then there was the other alley-oop in transition where Giannis, because his motor is 110% all the time, goes from not being dunked on at all to almost wanting to get dunked on when it was already over and Miles going to slam it off of the Lamelo well, hoop. Um, so Miles Bridges coming up with a couple of big-time fun dunks yesterday. Well, call Miles Bridges sweet potato casserole because Giannis mm. kept going back for leftovers. It was crazy. It was like, Giannis, what are you doing? Like, mm. you don't have to do that. Don't, stop it. Don't do it. Don't be a Miles, hero, yeah, as they on say. His head. But that, that's, a, that's a weird thing. So he's aggressive at the rim, and that's what the Hornets need, honestly. They, they, they don't have a lot of great rim finishers, and Miles has been great at that. Um, you know, to be the sort of 30-point star player that uh, we all were like, whoa, at the beginning of the season that we thought he was suddenly becoming, you do have to have that three-point shot going down. And so now he has sort of settled into the role that I think a lot of us thought he would be at the beginning of the season, which wasn't that star level, but more – you know, that complimentary second it, second piece on a great night, you know, third piece typically, uh, and, and doing different things. And, and But it's good to see him, you know, settle into that role and not, you know, eight attempts and, you know, d- under double-digit points. So real quickly, rapid-fire base, but only one question. If Miles finishes with a midseason stat line of 46 from the field, 22, or excuse me, 46% from the field, 20 mm-hmm. points a game, mm-hmm. but 33% from three. Is that all-star level? That's tough. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have to look I, at the... I, I guess it, it, I my, my point not. being, that's where I kind of think it's going to end up. Maybe the three-point shot gets up to like 35 these, And I'm not saying he's going to finish that low, but I, I don't know where if... I hope the three-point shot continues. And then... Like it certainly can. I just think we we could be in line with that kind of stat line, and I think the All Star conversation it's already died down a, a little bit. Yeah, well, the pro- because that was a good the, game for Miles. You know, like that that's a that's a good game for Miles Bridges. Just missed a lot of three pointers. Well, the problem with the All Star conversation is the conversation really needs to start in the previous season, and if it doesn't start in the previous season, then you've real you really have to come out blazing hot like he did. Mm-hmm and sustain it to where you're part of the conversation night in and night out. So LaMelo's going to become an all-star because he was part of that conversation last season, um, you know, and now has continued that into this season. So there was there was no problem there. But I think, you know, I think it's going to be difficult at yeah, this I point agree. for Miles. I agree. All right, let's talk about a guy that's always been a fringe all-star. I believe he's only made it one time, though. That's Gordon Hayward. Let's also discuss where this game was lost, Doug. A lot of people... <sighs> Had a problem with that long two from Gordon Hayward that did not go in. Milwaukee corrals the rebound, and eventually, of course, they would win the game, even if LaMelo tried to stop the bad thing that happened with that long two by hitting that three, going to his left, shooting towards his right. Bad shot. Nobody likes the long two. You especially don't like that possession at that point in the game. Here's what I want to point out. It's the fact that Gordon actually hit a long two earlier in the fourth quarter. So at the 950 mark, I think like semi-transition, Gordon Hayward 
pulls up with his foot on the line. It was actually a little bit more of a heartbreaking long two instead of it being more close, like mid range for Gordon. No, at Eric, the last Eric, Eric called it the longest two. Yeah, yeah, right. And so Gordon hit that shot to put him up 102, 101. And you think maybe is that something Gordon just got comfortable with and decided to let it fly? How much of it was drawn up? How much should Gordon have moved it to a different? spot on the floor or just shot a different what do you think of that play even with the context or even if it matters him having hit that shot earlier in the game so look here, here's the thing so Gordon Hayward we know he can hit long twos we we know that that he can hit the pull-up jump shot it was open it was I mean it was slightly contested but not enough yeah uh, not enough of a contest to think like oh that's a terrible look um, but at the same time, I, to me, and you know, I've defended Gordon Hayward and his contract number because I think those are the kind of bailout, no other option kind of shots that you want Gordon Hayward to to take in a, in a playoff situation when everybody else is locked down or everyone else has had a terrible shooting game. But in that situation, I just thought, weren't there better options at that point? That, did, that didn't feel like a bailout. I don't, I can't speak to whether because nobody asked about it after the game I can't speak to whether it was drawn up that way Mm -hmm. for Gordon but it looked like a clear out I mean everybody cleared out for Gordon and and none of the other players you know you you saw uh Terry flare out but he wasn't really looking for the ball it was kind of just a little decoy you know flare out there there really wasn't else any other action going on I think ideally you want Gordon to drive that and try to get fouled but he pulled up because he saw he had it open and missed it I just I didn't love it well yeah and so they did something similar against Indiana, except Gordon Hayward took it to the basket in the season debut. So I was there, I actually did ask Gordon after the game, what was that last play drawn up like? And he said, you know, look, it was my look the whole way. He said he got a good one, missed the layup. And of course, that's where P.J. Washington collects the rebound, mm-hmm. hits the second chance or actually gets fouled, then hits the free throws to win it. And they win on opening night. But that's something they've gone to before. Clear out for Gordon Hayward at the end of the game. And Gordon decided to for that jumper, maybe rather than just going to the rim, maybe trying to figure out if there was another person to pass to, and then instead with about seven. So, and, and here, and here's a sequence real quickly. What killed him, missed long two from Gordon, ensuing uh-huh. foul on Giannis off the second chance basket. So Boogie, yeah. I believe, misses a three, yeah. and then Giannis collects the rebound, puts it back up, gets fouled too. Like that is a monstrous sequence where that all that happens and at the 950 mark, by the way, excuse me, not the long two at the end of the game. I'm sorry. It was at the 950 mark where you have that big um, or at that big time swing. I think that's what happened. The ensuing foul Giannis off the second chance basket I might be getting my timeline mixed up. But all of that happening, just a few too many mistakes in the fourth quarter that allowed Milwaukee to come back. But that's a play that they've gone to before, Doug. Well, and I wonder if it's a play they'll continue to go to. I mean, if uh, if it's zero for two now, uh, if it's not working, and you've <laughs> you've got Melo knocking down threes, falling out of bounds, you know, getting yeah. contact. I mean, you know, maybe you start to maybe the coaching staff starts to shift the end of game situations more towards Lamelo. We know they're going to go to Terry every now and then, and that and that's a good thing. But maybe less away from Gordon. I don't know. 
We'll see. We'll see what happens with Gordon Hayward. I want to kind of talk about Kelly Oubre, who did a nice job Mm -hmm. scoring off of the bench, and he's been doing a good job scoring here lately. Let's get to that in just a moment. Do want to discuss Bet Online first because they've got you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this year, so you can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. You don't have to wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Let's put the finishing touches on this episode concerning that Milwaukee game coming up next on Locked On Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. My uh, my fourth cousin twice removed is Gary Busey, who is considered one of the greatest American actors of all time. So Are we totally, doing this? I've, I've got one to contribute. I, I, I don't. I, I was I was completely alive. But I, man, I fell for it. I really thought <laughs> he's just such a random name to bring up. <laughs> I thought Gary Busey was going to be it. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Let's take a look at the bench last night. Jalen McDaniels, Kelly Oubre, another seven-man rotation for James Borrego. We saw some early-ish minutes, only three attributed to him. Nick Richards got in the had game. A good, by the way, got to give it up to Ish real quick. Had a good defensive play, good you know, closeout. I mean, it, very brief minutes for Ish, but he did something. <laughs> That's all you can do with just three minutes, and it's more than Nick Richards got. Ish Smith got three minutes last night, and it's not the least amount of run anybody got okay, on let, this Hold team. on, pause, pause. Let's mm-hmm. think about this, okay? okay? You're playing a game against Giannis Antetokounmpo. Sure. You don't have your starting center, Mason Plumley. You don't have your best defensive player, Cody Martin, either. And you play Nick Richards for one minute. I don't know what that means, but it means something. <laughs> Look, and I'm not knocking Nick Richards because of it, because it is a guy like Nick. And, and remember, James Brago kind of defended Nick after that Chicago game, saying, man, he's a young pup out there looking at Nikola Vucevic for the first time. You know, so that's Nick. You know Richards. all about puppies. You know, yeah. you know. Sometimes <laughs> they, am. Am. sometimes they're time. in the other room wetting the floor while you're trying to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, and good. I, I've heard the jangling all over the place. Like he's, you know, <laughs> it's when they're not. It's, it's when you continue to hear all of the, the, the collar all across mm-hmm. the house, and you just have no clue where they are, and you know they're doing something bad because they're not right. with you at that point. So you know that's the time to create all this kind of mischief. That's what's happening. That's Nick okay. Richardson in a nutshell. All right, enough puppy talk. Uh, fair enough. Uh, let's go to Kelly Oubre's contribution off the bench. Man, 9 of 14 from the field for him. 5-3, Doug. stanging. Hashtag stanging. 25 points. You know, we were discussing, and Julian Council made this joke uh, when he did appear on with us. I guess you should go check him out on Lockdown Panthers, even though he ditched us today. Either way, we oh. talked about him being Tsunami Poppy because tsunamis don't appear all that often. Doug. 21, 27, 23, 18, 25. Those are the last five total point outcomes for one Kelly Oubre off of the bench. Should he be like a thunderstorm Kelly Oubre? Like what kind of body, what kind of precipitation, what kind of natural disaster are we discussing with Kelly Oubre right now? Uh, no, I think he, I think he's still a tsunami. They're just happening more often. So we can just, um, we can blame it on climate change at okay. this point. We're just seeing more tsunamis more often. <laughs> um, you know, Kelly's confident right now. He's confident in his shot. I thought, 
you know, it's weird, man. There's some games where I'm like, what is he doing defensively? I have no idea what he's doing out there. Yeah. And there are other games where he's just super engaged. You know, and, and there are a few players on the Hornets like that. I think they've they've got a, a subset of players who are just always engaged on defense. That's maybe two or three guys. And and then the rest are just variable night to night. And I think that's where you get a game like this against Milwaukee versus what you had against Chicago versus what you had against Houston. You have to have all seven guys locked in. Uh, defensively because of the deficiencies you have at the center position. Um, so, But I, I love what I saw out of Kelly this game. He's driving well. He's knocking down shots. Look, the Hornets are going to live and die on whether Kelly and LaMelo and Terry and P.J. can all hit three-point shots. I mean, that's going to that's gonna be <laughs> – do they have enough offense You know, look down the line at those players and see how many three-point shots they hit? I, I, you talk about the Hornets being just physical all around more so in this game. I thought Kelly was a great example of that. I mean, he was really hyped. I, I enjoyed watching Kelly play basketball last night, certainly on the offensive end. To your point on the defensive side, it, it's just when – when there seems to be a missed communication or a missed switch, anytime you watch who the other defender is, I always feel like it's Kelly. And it happened last night on an inbounds pass where you had the oop to Pad Connaughton where I, I think what happened, Jalen and Kelly got lost on the exchange there. And so it's Jalen McDaniels who starts on Connaughton. Connaughton slips towards the basket, and it, and he thinks Kelly's going to pick him up. But Kelly goes to the three-point line, and Pat Connaughton's just wide open. Again, it was just right there on the inbounds play, and there's an easy bucket. And I feel like that's happened. I talk about that game against Boston that was really close when the Hornets were off to that undefeated start. I think the Celtics were their first loss of the season. And you saw them play the Celtics really well, but there were a couple times down the stretch where Kelly Oubre got lost in what Miles thought was maybe a switch opportunity, what maybe like an Ish Smith when he was playing then. Something like that happened. And I feel like that's what you're seeing from Kelly. With that being said, if you're going to hit as many shots as you have been, that, that that's how you help this basketball team. And he's been helping off of the bench here recently. Yeah, no, he's helping more than he's hurting right now. And and generally, like I've been looking at his trend line on uh, cleaningtheglass.com and his effective field goal percentage right now, way above the position average, his game score way above the pre- position average, his three-point pres- uh, three percentage uh, above, uh, yeah, I mean, has been above the position average since the beginning of November. So it's not just the past couple of games. I mean, he's been a, a consistent uh, producer. And if you look at the on-off stats too, the Hornets better offensively by nearly a point and a half when he's on the floor. Um, so it's real. I mean, Kelly Oubre's contributions this season uh, have been real and they've been uh, more consistent. One crazy stat that I was going to point to had the Hornets uh, it looked like the Hornets were going to cruise to this one, uh, you know, uh, until the third quarter happened and stop, uh, shots stopped falling for the Hornets. Um, but the Hornets had nine blocks in this game to the Milwaukee Bucks one, which is just crazy when you consider the, the roster and the size differences that were out there. And you consider that Milwaukee, you know, signing Boogie and playing him in this game, you know, trying to cheat code the Hornets. Got some decent uh, boogie minutes, or like he made some decent moves. Yeah, well, yeah, like there are a couple he didn't things. Play in he a while, did. he's fresh legs. Yeah, that's right. That's what happened. Real quick, I had a Kelly Oubre stat I wanted to get to, so I'm gonna share it before we move on. Give, um, it, give it to me. Five, five straight games, Kelly has uh-huh. scored 18 points or more. Ooh. Before that, he had uh-huh. scored only five games total at 18 or more, and that fifth game was the 37 point output that he had and then now you're starting to see kelly uh contribute a little bit more frequently and consistently so that was nice take to see data take yeah that take for, it um take that for data. uh terry rogier three of ten any finishing thoughts here terry rogier three of ten um 
you know, you got PJ Washington, three of nine. You know, we can talk about like the need for a big guy. I saw Nada and David on Twitter talking last night, like Mitch Kupchak, they're they're calling for it. it it's not like, hey, is this the time that you need to trade I mean, for a big it's guy? It's just it's malpractice. It, it, it's it's okay. ridiculous. I, I called that I called it that at the beginning of the year when they went into this season. Because yeah. I you know, I could look at the roster and say, Hey, this this could be a potential playoff team if not for the fact that they literally don't have a, a center rotation or really even like a big man rotation that is that is NBA level quality. Um, you know, Mason had played pretty good the last couple of games before he, I thought so. He had played pretty well the past couple of games before he went uh, onto the injured list. Um, they need him back desperately. They need a center desperately. This is getting ridiculous. Uh, the Hornets now, I think, ninth in the Eastern Conference when I checked last night uh, at 13 and 11. This is tough. This is tough. Yeah. Get a center. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. It, no, it is tough. Now, the one like if you look at Milwaukee, it, it's it's tough to say this is the game that puts the exclamation point on that on that request because Giannis is just gonna do anything he wants against everybody. But to your point, like Mason Mason isn't limiting Giannis to thirty nine. You know, Giannis gets forty last night if Mason's in the game, in my opinion. But if you had somebody else like maybe a Rashawn Holmes, does he get like 35? And is that the difference in the game? Like, I don't know. You know, at least somebody competent enough to limit him to a 30 point outcome instead of 40, where PJ, nobody else could do anything with him. Yeah. I mean, do you get one less three pointer made from Middleton or Allen or Connaughton? Because that's sort of the, you know, you, you kind of have to live with a 40 piece from Giannis, but you know the, the difference in the game were, was the fact that shots stopped falling for Charlotte in the third and fourth quarter, and a, a couple of miscues led to some easy baskets for Milwaukee to allow them back into this game. Uh, Hornets lose their third straight. Luckily, they have four days off uh, yeah. before uh, they face off on Sunday against the Atlanta Hawks, a rematch, I think a really important game for the Hornets. Very much so. Um, but but I you know I love the effort in this game and and you know Borrego talked about it after the game I mean this this was a team that was locked in and and just got an excruciating defeat um, in yeah, the hands I mean, of one of the goats right and, now. and they play pretty well uh, against Trey Young you know they defend him well I, I always like James Borrego's game plans uh, against a Trey Young when Giannis is hitting fadeaway jumpers from the short corner there's just nothing you're going to be able to do to, to stop him on that night but you're right very important against a respected team like Atlanta who gets to the conference finals last year. You have four days of rest, even if it is on the road. It's not like it's too far away from Charlotte. Want to avoid that four-game losing streak. Yeah, this is a big-time game for the Charlotte Hornets upcoming, and they'll be playing that on Sunday, right? Sunday is the Mm -hmm. time they're going to be playing that crazy amount of rest for what usually happens in the NBA. All right, thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every single day. Tomorrow, it's Fun Friday. David Walker going to be back on the mic, and we're going to be giving you that hive life like we do every single week. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.